Hey everybody, it's Trags, and it's Wednesday, July 29th, the last Wednesday in the month, uh, seventh month of 2020. Time for episode 361 of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Find us at clnsmedia.com. You know the drill by now. Follow us on Twitter at C, at Patriots CLNS. Welcoming back old friend Mike Giardi of the NFL Network to the pod. Uh, this week, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Giardi, all one word, M-I-K-E-G-I-A-R-D-I. You staying cool? Yeah, it's pretty tough the last few days. It's been, it's been pretty gnarly out there and I'm not someone who hates the hot weather, but, uh, yeah, it's the humidity is off the charts. I love the hot weather, weather. And I know if this were a normal non-pandemic situation, Belichick would absolutely love this for the Patriots because this is what he lives for every summer in terms of building up that, uh, conditioning like right out of the chute. Yo, without question, he'd have him on the hill, you know, after the slip and slide. Yeah. I mean, after a long, grueling day, got to get the work on the hills. He'd be there doing it. Um, you know, and in previous years, you'd see Skarnecchia running gassers. You know, I mean, there's, they definitely embrace those moments. And, you know, you've heard guys talk about it in, in the past about you know, sort of the benefit of conditioning and, and maybe that hilled over the course of the season and into the postseason. Well, I mean, we'll get to the, the shakeups uh, along the Patriots coaching staff and uh, who will be replacing Dante Skarnecchia. But, um, as we record this Tuesday, uh, you just got off a, uh, interesting Zoom chat with, uh, one Bruce Arians, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so many fascinating angles, I think, Mike, about that. Uh, not only is he coaching Tom Brady and he has much different demeanor than Tom's previous head coach, uh, but he's a three-time cancer survivor and he said he never gave any thought to not being on the sidelines this year. Yeah, he said when he found out the protocols that they were going to put in place that he felt very comfortable with that. And, you know, he was even asked, will you coach from the press box and, you know, from, from one of the coaches boxes? And he's like, that's never, that never crossed my mind. He's going to, he's going to wear a full shield. He's going to wear a mask. Um, so he's going to protect himself, but you know, he wants to be down there. He wants to be in the middle of it. And, you know, look, there, there's a little air of an extra air of excitement for them, obviously with, with Brady and Gronkowski and what they feel like they built there in Tampa. Well, there's an air of excitement with Brady and Gronkowski, but I got to tell you, I, I'm looking to, to Mike Giardi, somebody who has always lifted my spirits when I needed them on the beat, as you know. Yes. And um, I want a reason to believe there's going to be a 2020 NFL season. And uh, in the last 24 hours, uh, the needle isn't pointing in a positive direction, I got to say. If you want a reason, because I, I look, I, I've been very pessimistic about this for months and months now, um, because obviously the numbers haven't uh, gone down. They've only gone up. Um, we're still in the first wave and, and we've been promised that there's going to be a second wave at some point. But if you want a reason to feel like there's there's a chance it's going to happen, it's money. Right. It's, yeah. it's all about following. That's the, unfortunate, but it, it's the reality it, of the situation. Absolutely. It's it's the owner's. And the, and the amount of money that they, they stand to lose if there's no season, it's the players and the money they stand to lose if there's no season. Obviously, it changes the television contracts. There's just there's a million things that go into this. I mean, we we still have states and teams saying, well, we're gonna, you know, there's a, even in New England, the Patriots. Well, we, we might be able to have fifteen thousand or eighteen thousand, no whatever way. it is. And it's like I now, mean, I I suppose. I, I suppose if things get a little bit better and you're able to space it out, right? But I mean, let's face it. I think we're all planning for, for a season unlike any other. And as right. part of, I think we're all planning on, 
not seeing any fans in the stands. You know what I think is the most encouraging about this? Uh, and you may have a different point of view, a different take on this, Mike. But um, I think that the vaccine is coming sooner than you think. And I think if the vaccine gets out there, I think that's what a lot of these sports leagues and owners are, are banking on is that the vaccine is what's going to save them. Um, you know, because they realize if there's another way and a second wave, they're screwed. There's no way they can operate a seat. They can, there's no way they can function and execute a sport safely. Baseball is already figuring that out with, you know, the Miami Marlins. And I think you heard an interesting, uh, a couple times from Roger Goodell in this past week where he talks about a completed season. And that's not a full season. You know, there's, there's a difference in a difference. What year was it? 89 was a strike year. Or was it 90? What, whatever. There was a strike year. 87. Yeah. 87. Played nine games, but it's considered a completed season because you had a Super Bowl champion. You had playoffs. You had, you crowned a champion. So, you know, maybe if you're looking for clues and, and trying to read the tea leaves, maybe he understands too. Like, I think we all feel like it's going to be hard to get through the entirety of a 16 game regular season and postseason. And maybe there is a stop down at some point, but perhaps you can then ride out whatever is happening with the wave of the pandemic and then able to come back and finish up the season with the postseason and, of course, the Super Bowl. Chatting up Mike Giardi of the NFL Network, doing a great job, uh, obviously covering all aspects of the NFL, uh, obviously worked in uh, here in New England covering the Patriots for a long time for NBC Sports Boston. Um, you know, I think that these teams are hopeful, um, but – I think a lot of them are planning to have rosters that don't look anything like they have looked uh, in previous years, starting with the Patriots. Now, you know, we're going to get to the point now or get to, you know, the, the storyline of what happened on Tuesday morning. And that is news breaking that not only did Marcus Cannon opt out, which is kind of understandable given his non-Hodgkin's lymphoma that he, uh, you know, was treated for when he was at TCU, but uh, the fact that Dante Hightower opted out and Patrick Chung opted out. Those are two huge names, veterans with young kids and, and families to, to take into consideration. I think a lot of these NFL teams, Mike, are going to look a lot more toward their younger players and give them a chance with a lot of these veterans, I think, opting out. Yeah, I mean, I think we're just starting to see, you know, sort of the names bubble to the surface, but you have to wonder if we're going to see a lot more. And, you know, initially I was under the impression that the opt-out date was early in August, but I don't even think it's been officially set yet. So that gives them a little bit more of a window. And I know when talking to some players, Trags, um, over the, even over the last few days, obviously it was sort of the fallout from the Marlins, is the, the feeling like, you know, I need to see what it looks like if I'm a player. Right. And I'm not just talking about going through what they're going through now, which is just the testing or going through the strength and conditioning part of it. No, I want to see what it looks like when we put helmets and pads on. I want to see what that first week looks like. Do I feel comfortable? Do I feel like they're doing enough to keep me safe? You know, is my family secure in the fact that, you know, I'm not going to bring this home to them or, you know, we're not at high risk here. And I think, if they push that date, if their date's longer and gives them more time, I think it's it's certainly better for the players to at least understand what they're getting themselves into even more so than they do now. And, and I'm I'm quite certain we're going to see a lot more people decide, you know what, I'm punting on 2020. I'll see you in 2021. What do the Patriots know that the rest of the league doesn't? And the reason I ask this is I think as of Friday morning, before the news of Patrick Chung, 
uh, followed, you know, names like Cannon and Hightower. Um, the Patriots had five guys opting out. The rest of the NFL, uh, had only totaled, I think, five official opt outs. What, what do the Patriots know that the yeah. rest of the league doesn't? Yeah, I don't, I, I know that's a common thought around here that the Patriots are playing uh, chess while everyone else is playing checkers and they have some idea of something that's coming. I just think it's more about the, the especially when you consider the guys that we're talking about here and the situations that they're in. When you look at the big three, you look at Hightower, Cannon, and Chung. Right. Between them, Hightower 45 million or so, 30 million for Chung, 30 million for Cannon or so in career earnings. They got boatloads of rings. So they've done all these different things. And then, you know, from their personal standpoints, as you mentioned, you know, Cannon, the cancer survivor, um, Patrick's got a young kid about to, about to come into this earth. Dante just had a young kid come into this earth and it's, and his mother has type two diabetes. So it's like, look, I've done enough in this game right now. And with the uncertainty of all that's going around me, I don't want to expose my family, my young kids to this, my mother to this, what have you. I can step back and maybe I don't have the same urgency as some other guys, you know, who are looking for, they need, they need the money. They're looking for the next paycheck, whatever it is. These guys are secure in their futures and what they've accomplished on the field, but they don't have to do that. Even someone like Brandon Bolden, who hasn't made a ton of money over the course of his career, but has been around for a long time. He's had a lot of success in this league, you know, personally winning, you know, brings like the rest of those guys. And probably if he's smart with his money, he's put enough away where he feels comfortable about his financial situation. He's got, a bunch of young kids as well. It's like, I, I don't need to do this and I don't need to put them in jeopardy and put them at risk. And I think that, that to me is really what the, the overriding factor is for all these guys is just, um, you know, it's about making the decision that's best for you and your family. And you can't knock a guy for, I don't think for opting out. I think that's crazy no, because I don't right. think we know, we don't even know the long-term effects of this. So if you get it and you maybe you're asymptomatic and it's fine and you never have any problems, you get it, you deal with flu-like symptoms for a week or two and then you're fine or you get it and then you have some damage that we, it's so new. We don't even know what this is going to maybe irreversible. <laughs> yeah. You, you just don't know. So I, I get where everybody's coming from. If you want to play, that's great. You love the game. You want to support your family. Go do it. If you if you don't want to play, you have your reasons for that as well. And I and I applaud you for for taking that stance. I don't think there's a wrong answer here. Different sport, obviously, but I wonder how many of these Patriot players, the veterans who are opting out, are aware of Eduardo Rodriguez's condition immediately post COVID. Obviously, he's negative, but he still has side effects. Um, he had, you know, as Rob Bradford of WEEI reported, um, he had the inflammation of the heart muscle, the heart tissue, the tissue around the heart. Uh, and I wonder if guys like, you know, Hightower, Chung, like you said, that they obviously have family concerns, but they look at that and go, I don't want to take a chance that my heart, you know, especially given the fact that, you know, I am so active as an athlete, I don't want to take the chance that, I'm in the middle of training and I catch COVID and that happens to my heart. That's got to be in the back of their mind. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. And you know, you look at too the, the some of the bigger guys, obviously, I mean, we have a league full of 300 pound men, 300 right. plus pound men. And look, they can lift the gym. Some of these guys run ridiculous 40 times, but their body mass index is puts them at risk and puts them in a, in a place where hmm. they shouldn't be. So you get that. Then you add the, the, you know, can you, can you trust that everybody who's associated with the team, not just your teammates, but even the other people, the ancillary, the coaches, 
their families? Is everybody doing the right thing? Because they can't bubble this up, but essentially they have to bubble it up, at least in their own individual lives. Can you trust that a hundred and something people between coaches, players, training staff, et cetera, are all going to toe the line for months and months and months? Yeah, I, I, that's a big question mark. And I'm sure a lot of those players are, are asking themselves that very question. Speaking with Mike Giardi of the NFL Network. Sports keep coming back and so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball started last week and is in full swing and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. Bet Online has all of the odds, futures and props for you to bet on. And as sports return, Bet Online has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, Robert Ory, seven time NBA champ, and Harold Reynolds from Major League Baseball to get their opinions on what it will be like playing without fans in what they have called the fandemic. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all of the odds and up to date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all of the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Back with Mike Giardi, kind enough to take time out from his busy NFL network schedule. Uh, camps are starting up this week. Uh, Mike, where are you going to be? I'm going to be here. I mean, it's as another uh, sort of side effect of the, the pandemic is uh, travel has been limited um, to what's drivable. And obviously the Patriots, look, they were, they, it was going to be interesting when they signed Cam. Now it's not just Cam, but all the players that have decided to opt out and those can have battles as well. So we're going to be focused heavily on, on what happens here. I'm sure that I'll, you know, make a pit stop in Buffalo at some point during the course of camp to see, you know, I think what we all believe is the, the team that will be jousting with the Patriots to, to win the AFC East this year. And, and I think in a lot of places, everyone feels is the favorite now. Um, so I, I'd like to get up there, but I don't think there's going to be a ton of travel because I think they're trying to keep us safe as well. Right. And that makes sense. And what kind of access are you going to have? So to me, that's the question um, as a reporter, is it worth it to me to travel to Gillette, travel to, uh, you know, Ralph Wilson stadium in Buffalo, travel to any of these camp uh, training camp sites um, when the access is going to be um, very, very limited to begin with. And you're probably not going to have one-on-one pr- personal interaction you're just going to have zoom calls as it is yeah i mean that's my understanding is that the i think the only people that are currently in the open window to have one-on-ones with are coaches and gms head coaches and gms but of course the head coach or the gm would have to agree to do that and as we know here in new england (laughs) that's probably not gonna happen probably not (laughs) probably not i think we've heard from belichick once in the last five months four months um, and that was on draft night. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a, again, it's a question that, that everybody's dealing with. Does it, does it make sense? I mean, we'll get to see training camp practices when they, you know, like, I don't care about any of the stuff that's happening here, running up and down the field, walkthroughs. We'll, we'll get to see them put pads on somewhere around the 17th of August. Uh, and then you'll have 14 padded practices between then and September 6th. I think those will be things that, you know, especially for us reporters, we'll, we'll want to see because you want to form your own opinions about, you know, how, how's the quarterback battle going? Is it Stidham? Is it, is it Newton? You don't want someone else to make that sort of, at least I don't want someone else to make that assessment for me. Um, but by and large, yeah, I, I, I think there's, there's a real question as to how much access there will be inside the facility. I know there won't be any locker room access. 
So I think a lot of people will do most of their work from from their living rooms. All right, uh, back to Bruce Arians, Mike, and uh, I know you were on that call. Uh, what was your takeaway from Bruce Arians and how much of an impact not having camp, not having a preseason will have on Tom Brady and how Tom Brady, uh, and for that matter, Rob Gronkowski acclimate down in Tampa Bay? Yeah, he was actually asked that question about, you know, what, what is, you know, talking with Brady, what is, what is Brady's biggest concern? And that, that's something that Bruce pointed out immediately. He said the fact that he hasn't been able to get on the field, you know, with all the parts in place and, and, and go through the process that way. I mean, obviously he, he conducted a lot of workouts, um, at, at points thumbing his nose up at, at the, at the players association when they said, don't do these group workouts, but that's not the same. It's not the same as having a coach over your shoulder. As Aaron said, we can't, I can't, the only video I could watch of that is the video somebody posted on the internet. I can't talk to him about it. That wasn't any place for us to be. So I think that's, uh, something that he thinks is, has Brady a little bit wary. I, I did find it interesting too. Arians has quite a character, obviously. And he said, look, he goes, guys are going to have to get over that ah moment, you know, like, right. oh, yes, I saw that tweet. Yeah. And even today, one of the linebackers was like, Tom Brady said hi to me today. That's all. That's the tweet, you know? So there is that point of, and, and we've dealt with it in New England for all these years of guys having to get over who that's, that's, that's the goat. That's Brady. And these guys didn't get the spring. They would have normally gotten the spring that get sort of get that jitters out and they haven't had that. So it's going to have to happen in training camp. I, I, I think that's kind of funny. And Arians also said, I, I hope they have the balls to go up to Brady and talk to him to help sort of break the ice. You know, like he's just, he's just a guy. He may be the greatest quarterback ever, but he's just a guy. Well, you know, and Mike, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think you know, being cynical mass holes that we all are, <laughs> and we've evolved into being over many decades, even covering, you know, the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest sports franchise in modern history, uh, in the New England Patriots. Um, we got over that, you know, very quickly because of the attitude, the approach towards Tom, Tom Brady down in the South or down in a place even though Tampa does have one Super Bowl, Vince Lombardi trophy, uh, in their offices, it's a different culture down there. And, you know, we take for granted that we just look at Tom Brady as another guy who puts his pants on in the morning. They have a different outlook altogether. Yeah. And look, the, the, obviously the fan base is rabid for this and can't, you know, disappointed that obviously they're not going to get the opportunity to fill that stadium out and watch him play at least eight Sundays or eight, eight games. And then possibly postseason after that. But, uh, I still think the enthusiasm down there is great. And look, they, they look like they have a real opportunity. What they built, at least on paper, uh, is, is a pretty damn good football team in a really good division. So that'll, that'll be tough. I mean, everyone looks at New Orleans as maybe the Super Bowl favorite in the NFC, um, to emerge or one of them. And then I think you can't sleep on Atlanta because there are pieces in place there. And the way they performed in the second half of last year, I think that division, they're just going to beat the crap out of each other. And it's going to be entertaining as hell, again, if we get the season, if we get to see all those games. I think we will. I, I think, you know, even though I, I vacillate on this, I do think that somehow, some way, the NFL owners are going to find a way to get this season in. And I think Roger Goodell, uh, the commissioner, is going to find a way to eventually, like you said earlier, uh, complete the season. I'm going to uh, switch focus right now, switch gears to Cam Newton versus Jared Stidham and ask uh, somebody who is very experienced in this subject matter whether or not you think Jimmy or Jared Stidham is going to get Garoppolo'd. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, it, I have a hard time. Like, I, I don't want to rule out Stidham in this competition um, because he does have the advantage of having been here and they've been evaluating him since the day he walked in the door last April. Um, but I think clearly if Cam is A, able to pick up what they're giving him, and you know they'll give him a, they'll give him a heavy volume. They, they feed their guys. you got to be able to keep up with it mentally. And he showed, I think, in 2018 in particular – the ability when they switched offenses to embrace North Turner's offense and play, I think, arguably his best football. I know he won the- I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. Not to cut you off, but I yeah. believe that was by far and away his highest complete, completion yeah, 60, percentage. It was like 68%, right? Yep. I, I Look, I, I think he grasped what they were doing, and, and they, they, they had – they had altered their approach. They had drafted McCaffrey, obviously, so he so a lot of dump offs to McCaffrey and little yeah. plays in the flat. They drafted Curtis Samuel, another guy who they got to the ball, you know, quick screens and those sorts of things. But I think he was willing to play that ball, and he was getting great results. He was they were six and two. He was playing great. Then he hurt the shoulder. So it's to me, it's can he pick up what they're doing, and how's the shoulder? Yep. And I, I worry less about the foot than than any of this stuff. I mean, he tried to play through that last year. So if it was a really bad plantar fasciitis thing, he wouldn't have even been able to walk on that. There wouldn't have even been an opportunity to even think about trying to play for it. And then it was like, all right, well, look, this isn't going to get any better. We're not going to be any better. You get that taken care of. I think he's moving well. I think they're comfortable the way he's moving. Um, so to me, show me the shoulders healthy. Show me you can pick it up. And I just think there's too much for, for Stidham to overcome. And and let's face it, there's a one-year deal with Cam. I know they have the right to franchise him if they want. It's right. Written out of the deal. But um, the cap's going to come down a little bit next year. Uh, not to the great extent that it was going to, or at least there was rumblings of. But I think it gives Stidham another year to sort of uh, learn, grow, and feel more comfortable in what they're doing. And, and again, that gives them another year to evaluate him. And it's, look – evaluating him in a game situation. And that's what I was told all along, like all the things that they like about Stidham, you can throw it out the window because we don't know what it's going to look like on third and six down six in Buffalo in December, the wind is whipping. They're bringing guys off the edge. You can't hear, you know, those sorts of things. You well, can't. you'll see, that's just it though. And, and that's where this whole pandemic changes a lot of the variables and intangibles of judging a guy like that. Yeah, they'll pipe in crowd noise. I get all of that. But the atmosphere is not going to be the same on the road as if the stadium were full and you'd had uh, Bill's Mafia out in full force, right? I mean, sure. Yeah, no, look, then that's why I don't want to totally discount it because I think they do like what they have there. Now, whether that means he's the starting quarterback for the next 15 years I don't know, and they don't know either. Uh, he'll when he gets the opportunities, he'll have to prove to them that he is deserving of being that guy, and then placing their faith in. I think when it came to Newton, they talked to him right away when he got released. They kept tabs on it. The money kept coming down, 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 and down and down. And then it became too much of a value to say, "Look, this guy is not that far removed from being a damn good quarterback in this league, and certainly someone who physically." can change the game with his ability to move around, shrug off tackles. And, you know, again, when the arm was healthy, you know, he could throw off platform and throw it 50 yards down the field. Right. Absolutely. No question. So I just think there was sort of a marriage of things. Like you just, it, it would almost be negligent not to have signed him when the price became what it became. You've got an opportunity now, Newton, to, to rewrite your career, 
to write the second chapter of this, the, the, the new verse, if you will, whatever, however you want to phrase it. I'm totally butchering it, but you know what I mean. He's got an opportunity to get a big contract out of this if he, if he proves that he can win the job and proves that he can be successful. Cause then it's, you were successful on this offense. Then you transitioned to Norv's offense. Now you got McDaniel's offense. Like what can't the guy do? He's, he's got an opportunity here. And I think Cam, Cam hungry and Cam, you know, I think clearly irritated that everybody else said, nah, we we're not interested. I think really could be a, a, a fun story to track all year long. Okay. Final subject, Mike, that I'm going to ask your opinion on and then we'll let you go because you've been very gracious. Um, today to join me on the podcast. Cole Popovich and Carmen Brasillo. Only the Patriots would employ two <laughs> offensive line coaches to replace the legendary Dante Skarnakia. And it, it might it might take two. You might need that extra set of eyes, you know, because Dante knew all, saw all and seemed to make it work regardless of who was where and and uh, you know obviously the such a great track record of developing offensive linemen there, um turning you know, guys that you thought might just be another guy into starters, starters into borderline all pros. Uh, I know last year wasn't quite the year that Dante would have liked. Uh, they had some obviously huge physical problems on the right side in the middle of that offensive line with David Andrews missing the entire season. It, and, and now with Cannon stepping out, there's a huge hole at right tackle. It's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. But I, I, the, the left side, if Wynn can stay healthy, Tooney's played great football for them all yeah. three, you know, four years. Um, and if Andrews comes back healthy, so there, there, there are a lot of questions there, but I can see the pieces coming together and it being, a, uh, being a really good unit again, like they were two seasons ago. And I think quite frankly, whoever the quarterback is, they're going to need it. They're going to need to keep that guy clean, upright and healthy. Um, you know, we've got a lot of different things we're going to have to deal with this season, including players being put on the COVID injured reserve list or whatever they're calling it. Um, but I think you want to make sure you can keep your players as physically healthy as possible on the field as well. You remember Googs, Dave DeJulian? Oh, yeah. 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 And, well, they, you, and they won a Super Bowl in his first year. So it's like, that's right. He did. Yeah. And then the next year it blew up and uh, not, uh, not up good. Homer and in, in, in uh, Denver, Brady nearly got killed. Yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, quite a two-year ride with the Googs. Um, so I, the reason I bring that up, if you go to Patriots.com and pull up the uh, photo of Carmen Brasilio or Brasillo, there's a lot of Googs in him. <laughs> he was uh, he was actually on my flight, the last flight I took, which was to the Combine. Oh, he really? Was, he was on my flight to the Combine. A bunch of the Patriots staffers were on that flight, yeah. So um, uh, it, it's, it's funny, you know, that the, – the way that they worked that coaching staff and now, you know, not to get too deep into this, but, you know, moving Troy Brown and you're, yeah. you're moving pieces around there. Now Brian Belichick is a full-time coach along with Steven who moves up to coach, I believe the outside line. That's correct. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's, I, I always been fascinated by the way Bill operates his coaching staff and the way he's brought some guys along. Um, and now, you know, he's got two of his guys currently as head coaches elsewhere, Flores and, and Patricia and, you know, Maddie's certainly on the hot seat. And I think Flores, there's a lot of expectations for Miami as they build that program and, and now have drafted Tua. So, um, you know, his coaching tree hasn't always panned out, but I'm curious to see how this next, this next phase goes. I am too. And uh, well, how many more years for Bill? I, I, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. And I thought about this, uh, yesterday when, you know, a lot of the COVID stuff was breaking around baseball and beginning to break around the NFL, Mike. Um, and that is, what, what's he hanging in there for through all of this? 
Yeah. He really yeah. wants to come back and coach in this type of atmosphere. See, I don't know that he would have written – I don't think anyone would have written this up. You don't want to have to deal with this and all like you know, the different stuff and the, the restrictions that are going to be placed on him and his coaching staff as they try to build a cohesive team and build a, a, another winner and continue that tradition. Um, but you've seen it, Trax. I mean, you've been around him. you talked to him a million times, and um, he loves all the facets of it. He loves he the does. team building. You know, he probably was, in some ways, you know, we talk about him being maybe energized by the switching quarterback, but I wonder if, too, the switching and having to do the virtual meetings, like, okay, this sucks, but all right, you know what? I'm an old guy, but I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. He made the jokes about not figuring out the technology, but like to me, I think his brain works in such a way that he's probably, he's trying to find angles and trying to find ways to make things work and be successful. And this is just to me another challenge and motivate and motivate. Hey, can we do this? Can we, can we, all right, we got to do without Brady. Gronk wanted out. We traded, traded Gronk and now we've got this pandemic and I've got Newton and I've got this untested guy in Stidham and how do we make it all work? And you know, Bill, like the mad scientist is just like grinding away trying to figure out how can we do this and how can I, you know, I don't know whether there's 1% of them that says like, how can I show everybody that I'm still, I'm still the king? Uh, stay cool, Mike. I hope, yeah, I, uh, I hope you're taking care of Joe. Is he close by? Uh, he, he just went upstairs. Joe, Joe has, uh, I love he, that he, dog. You know, yeah, he loves to go outside, but this heat, like he like, yeah. he goes outside and he's like, dude, I, I turn me, turn me right back around. He like literally stops, looks up at you. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. He puts the brakes on. You're like, you're walking along like, you coming? Nope. Okay. Okay. I guess you don't have to go to the bathroom that bad. You know, well, when you gotta go, you'll, 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 uh, you'll go. You'll pace around the front door and say, uh, with the, <laughs> With the leash in the mouth and say, uh, hey, uh, dad, I'm ready. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. Unless you want an accident, it's go time. All right, Mike. Well, you take care of yourself. Take care of your beautiful family. And uh, I appreciate you uh, joining me on the podcast. Want to thank everybody for downloading today's pod. Thank our terrific guest, Mike Giardi of the NFL Network. Uh, you know how to follow him on Twitter. You should be. He's a great NFL follow at Mike Giardi, M-I-K-E. G-I-A-R-D-I, all one word. Also want to thank our terrific sponsor, as always, betonline.ag. For producer Michael Angi and the founder of the network, Nick Gelso, this is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriot Speed Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. Hello, I'm Dan Lothian, host of the Behind the Media podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Along with Jimmy Young, we dive into the biggest media headlines each week with honest, informed, and sometimes irreverent perspectives. It's not all serious. We deliver information and entertainment. As we like to say on Behind the Media, we find the interesting in media so you don't have to go searching for it. Listen to our podcast and get prepped for the next trip to the water cooler. Subscribe to Behind the Media wherever you get your podcast. Or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.